Hi, I'm Jen and this is your Simple and Spacious Business, a podcast to support you to find more ease, space and intentional growth in your work. So for this second episode of your Simple and Spacious Business, I originally had planned to dive deep into something I like to call your booked out business pie. This is basically my perspective on how to consistently be booked out in our business with dream clients, as I found that that is a pretty key piece of building deep simplicity and spaciousness into my business. Now don't worry if that sounds like something you'd love to dive into as that episode will still be coming out soon. But I realised that really what we need to do first together, if you want to come on this adventure together of building and running a simple and spacious business, is dig a little deeper into the foundations of what that will actually look like for you. So, at today's episode, I have 10 questions for you to hold space for you to dive a little deeper into the key pieces of your own simple and spacious business journey. So you have this foundation to guide you and everything else to come ahead. Okay, first question. What would simplicity in your business look and feel like for you? So would it look like having a really simplified and streamlined core offering or suite of offerings? Would it look like feeling really clear and focused each week in your work? Would it look like your marketing and your content plan feeling really simple and easeful to bring to life? Think about how it would feel to live and work in a simple business. For me, it looks like having a clear and streamlined business model, a marketing plan that feels slow and gentle and focused, and most of all, a business that doesn't feel complicated to steer and run each day. A simple business to me is one that is flexible, that can shift and evolve alongside me, and that is built with deep intention instead of feeling a little out of my control each day. Okay. Our second question is what would spaciousness look and feel like for you in your business? Would it be being able to take all the school holidays off with your kids or only working three days a week or only working three hours a maximum a day or having ample space and freedom to travel or focus on creative projects outside of your work? Give yourself permission to dream big here, to really think about what radical spaciousness would look and feel like for you in your business. I'm not saying that you're going to be able to build this place overnight, but if you know what it is you truly want, then you can take intentional action in the direction of actually making it possible. In many ways, I've built the radical spaciousness I want into my business. I take 18 to 20 weeks off a year from client work, which is going to include three whole months this summer. I work eight to 10 hours a week maximum. I work two to two and a half days a week. I have in many ways the business I dreamed of when I first started. And looking ahead, the spaciousness I'm trying to build in next into my business in this next chapter is just a little less scheduled time in my calendar. As now that I'm a mum, I'm just craving a little bit more flexibility in my routine. Okay, our third question is, what's your enough to get by number? I kind of hate, by the way, what I've called this. (laughs) I used to call it your enough to survive number and it just didn't feel right either. I used to call it your baseline number. Enough to get by and of itself feels a little not right too, but I couldn't think of a better way to name it at this point. (laughs) You'll see in a minute why, because the second number, enough to thrive number, we'll dig into after this. But we're calling this your enough to get by number, but know that that it's not my my perfect choice for calling this. (laughs) But this is basically the number that will make your business viable for you. So it's going to pay your bills, your expenses, your tax bill, any debt repayments you may have, and then a disposable income to actually just get by and live in your day-to-day life too. I kind of find that when you're at the big, very beginning in your business, so when you're earlier on, this number is usually just as close to the bare bones necessities as possible. So it's basically just what you would need to survive and live. That's what I started off with when I started my business, because I just needed my business to be viable and know that it was possible to sustain my life. And then when you've been in business a while, you know, you're no longer really at that pure survival bare bones necessities place. But I still think at this level of business, when you've been in it for a while, you have 
initial number, which we're calling our get by number, but I just don't think that's a perfect word. <laughs> and then we have our thrive number, which I'll dive into soon. So when you've been in business a while, like me, your enough number is what sustains your life. It allows you to live how you want to live. And it also just has that little bit of breathing room alongside it too. But it's not your enough to thrive number, which we'll dive into soon. Okay, you have probably done this financial exercise before in your business. So getting really specific on everything you need to earn to have your enough to get by number or whatever we're going to call this, your enough number. So you've may already done this. You may already have this number available to you. So for me at this stage in my business, my enough number is just the amount I need to sustain our life, to pay our bills, to just live how we want to live. And then also have a little to put aside each year into our savings account. And for those unexpected emergencies that might pop up too. And for me, a non-negotiable here is, you know, it's all well worth at a pace that works best for me so to get really specific here and just in case it helps I'm always a little hesitant to share specific numbers not because I've got anything to hide it's more just like are my specific numbers helpful for someone <laughs> when we all have different we all live different lives and different costs of living but I thought I would get to specific because I'm always grateful when people do so I thought I would do the same so in this season and for a while now my enough number is £85,000 a year and I'm able to make this and this is what I'm really grateful for in my business I'm able to make this while maintaining a really simple and spacious business for myself so that means regular time off no more than eight to ten hours a week of work and so on I've had years where I've made more than this but in those years I've pushed beyond a working routine that feels energetically sustainable for me so the puzzle that I'm trying to really work out in this season is how I can increase to my enough to thrive number which I'm going to talk about soon without actually increasing what I ask of myself in my work and maybe I'm a burned at this point of the years where I earned more you know the years where I had that six-figure business years when I had them it I took on more work than felt energetically sustainable and you know in many ways it wasn't even worth it because I had to pay more taxes and it just was more work so and obviously in the past few years I've had a baby so I took a step back for a year took on less work and all that stuff but yeah this is kind of a number that really sustains my life and works best for me and now I'm kind of looking at okay am I enough to thrive number how can I work up to that because in, there's intentional reasons why I would want to but while not sacrificing the freedom and the spaciousness that I've built into my business and maybe even build more freedom and spaciousness into my business I also want to note here that in many ways 85,000 pounds a year working 8 to 10 hours a week and taking 18 to 20 weeks off a year feels pretty close to thriving to me already it's why I feel weird about calling it the enough to get by number I think that's more helpful if you're earlier on in your business because you're just trying to get to that initial viable place but for me this is in many ways my enough to thrive number it's my enough number for sure like so often we can hear people's financial goals and it can feel so huge and beyond what we know we'd actually need to live a joyful life and you know I grew up working class 85,000 pounds a year blows my mind a little even if in the distorted noise of the six-figure online business world it doesn't sound that much so I just want to recognize here that for some of you that number is going to be like whoa that's not your enough to thrive number and for some of you it might be like oh I want to make 10 times that like it's it's all relative but I really want to recognize here the privilege that I have to be able to make that amount of money working the amount of like the few, I only work eight to ten hours a week to be able to make that amount of money I'm I just want to recognize here how the privilege there and how grateful I am for that because I think sometimes in online business world we hear people talk such big numbers that it for me it can just distort the reality of the world that I live in and it can kind of just pull us into a perspective around money that isn't always aligned with what needs to be true for us and like I said earlier I have had six figure years before and I will say 
I just, I didn't, it didn't feel all that much better for me. So for me, I'm in this season where if I'm going to increase my income, I want to do that in a very gentle, intentional way where my capacity doesn't have to be increased to do that. So the money I earn allows me to provide for my family. I'm the main owner in our marriage. I live our life on our own terms in a home that we love. And we have enough disposable income to do the simple things that bring us joy each day. And we have money to put over into savings and stuff like that. The thing to keep in mind here is that your enough to get by number, or just your enough number if you want to call it that, is not in comparison to anyone else's. Like I said, you know, maybe yours is 25,000 a year, or maybe it's 250,000. Our numbers don't define our worth. They're just whatever is aligned with the life we want to live. You know, there have been seasons in recent years in my business where I've wondered like, oh, because I could, should I be pushing to bigger numbers? Is that what a quote unquote successful business owner would do? But when I put that aside and I just get clear on what, my family needs to live the life we want to live then I have a financial plan that actually is really rooted in me and I can make plans that are aligned with what's true for me and I can be really intentional in that way and so I'm saying all of this to say build your financial goals around what you actually need to live the life you want to live that's actually going to support your life to function in the way you want it to everyone else's noise around their money goals and even people telling you what your money goals should be ignore it because they're not living your life they're not you know, I live in the north of England, you know, it's uh, cost of living care is a lot cheaper than it would be, say, somewhere in London. So even just comparing to people who live in different areas to us is not helpful. So yeah, go all in on figuring out your enough numbers and let that be your guide and kind of block out everyone else's noise because that's then how you pursue goals that are really intentional and true to you. And if it's more than what you see for people pursue or less than whatever you see for people pursue, that's just in comparison it's okay for your numbers to be whatever you want them to be okay then this is what takes us to our enough to thrive number so this is the amount that would truly feel radically financially spacious for you this would give you enough not just to sustain your life and get by but also invest in the things that will truly bring you joy and in your future too so this may look like more for your expenses and bills if your dream is to like live in a bigger home or live in a different home or a different area or if it's more for your business expensive so if you want the option to outsource certain tasks in your business or if you want to be able to invest in more tools or educational support or perhaps it's more disposable income for travel or investing in your family life or to save for the future and invest in the things down the road that you want to have money there for and the thing to keep in mind is that you're enough to get by and you're enough to thrive numbers will shift and evolve with you as your life shifts and evolves too. For example, right now, my enough to thrive number is around 120,000. So that extra year will just give me more to put into savings and a little bit more disposable income as now I have a child. So that's an extra person to feed in our family. And so, and clove, and it's just investing in my son's drawing development too. And I already have future enough to thrive numbers in mind for different seasons of life too. So if we have a second child, for example, when we have older children who will need more financial support in that season of their life, I have different numbers that I can imagine trying to work up to over the years. All this to say, these numbers are not set in stone. We can revisit them whenever we want to along the way. As specific as I've got with my enough number, my enough to thrive number is also very specific. I haven't just plucked that out of thin air. I've asked myself, okay, how much more would I like us to save each year or how much more as my son gets older may he need to invest in different hobbies he may have and all this stuff like I've got as specific as possible if I just pulled a number out of an area and didn't have a reason it wouldn't be rooted in intention it wouldn't I wouldn't then be motivated to actually take the action to get there and the thing about the simple and spacious approach to business and the whole reason why I include these enough slash enough to get by and then enough to thrive numbers 
is that I'm not willing to stretch to my enough to thrive number if it's out of alignment with the simplicity and spaciousness I want in my business. I have a great life earning what I earn and I work, you know, my working life is fitted in great around that. I could earn, I could push up to 120,000 in this season of my business by taking on more clients. I've done that before and the extra money wasn't worth the extra demands of my energy and time. So my enough number, my enough to get by number, that is my non-negotiable. And I've built my business to a place where I can make that with a whole lot of simplicity and spaciousness. And to increase that enough to thrive number, I'm not willing to sacrifice what I've built so far to make, to get, make that possible. So I'm going to do it in a slow and gentle and intentional way. And if it takes me a little longer to get there, that's okay with me because I'm not truly missing anything in this season. It would all just be a bonus. It would be extra things. And that's why I really like to get specific on these numbers and really like to look at it through the lens of how we want to live and we want want to work because I think sometimes in business financial goals can distract us from actually financial goals that are built out of alignment with our values and more just because it's what someone else says we should want to earn or it's what we think we should want to earn can pull us out of alignment with what is actually true for us so getting this specific I think is really important. I share all of this to say you're allowed to define what you need from your business and what you're willing to give to make it possible to and I see my clients crack wide open when they get super specific on their enough numbers in the business it's one of the first things we do together it's one of the first things I ask them because without this data for themselves they can't make intentional decisions with everything else moving forward it anchors us to deep intention in our work and it guides all of our next steps forward too and if right now you're wondering what number to work towards if you're like okay Jen I've got my enough to get by number or I'm currently at my enough number but here's my enough to thrive number the thing is there's no right or wrong answer here but what I found in my own business is that finding simplicity and spaciousness in my enough number has helped me build a strong foundation to now build up to the enough to thrive number without sacrificing the simplicity and spaciousness I've built but that's obviously mostly because I've built my business mostly focused on client work and now I'm expanding to a little more of a one-to-many income so for me I've kind of stabilized my business in one way and with a certain type of business model and now I'm expanding that to be more of a bit of a hybrid business model you may find that you're at a place where you're like oh it's just easy for me to go straight for the enough to thrive number or you might feel like you need to get your enough to get by number in there so that then you can have the stability to stretch it's going to totally depend on your business model and your business growth so far and what feels most aligned for you so that's a place there for you to get intentional and strategic with what makes most sense for you in your business and the other thing to keep in mind here is you know I think I shared this in the last episode when I first started my business my financial goal was like I was like if I can just make 10,000 a year I can scrape by and survive and then you know I think my first year I made 25 grand and then I doubled that and then I doubled that again like sometimes your business shows you what's possible that you didn't even know was possible it's it's an experiment this is not something we can say this is what's going to happen next and then it happens we're figuring it out as we go but having as much intention as possible allows us to price of intention it allows us to business plan of intention and it allows us to I mean if I hadn't have brought all this intention to the last few years of my business I wouldn't be in this place now where I'm making the money I need to make and want to make and also working in the way I want to work too so that in this intention has really been a deep support for me in getting to this place in my business okay once you've defined your enough numbers our next question is how do you want to be spending your working hours so what's the work you want to be doing to make the income you want to make do you want to be working with clients facilitating group programs running online courses selling your art creating digital products you'll most likely have a blend of options as your answer most of us do you may even find it helpful to give each one of your answers a percentage of priority too 
So for example, right now in my business, clients take up around 75% of my working hours, give or take. The rest is split between content creation and marketing and then delivering and creating my group programs. What I'm hoping to shift towards is more of a 50-50 split between clients and delivering group offerings. So say working hours overall, it would be 40% clients, 40% group offerings, and then that final 20% for content, marketing and admin too. So have a think about your percentage breakdown of your offerings and what you want that to look like and how you want to be spending time in your business. Not just your offerings, but also your working hours because delivering the work that gets us paid isn't the only thing we have to do in our business. We also have to do the marketing to get the work in the doors that gets us paid. So as you can see there, even though I want to split to 50-50, that's still only going to be, you know, 70 to 80% of my workload. There's still all the other stuff to do to run the business. And then to dig deeper into this, our next question is what's on your hell no list? So what don't you want to do or perhaps not do anymore in your business to make your enough number? So perhaps you don't want to work with bad fit clients anymore or maybe clients altogether or maybe you don't want to run a group program you're no longer enjoying or take on a certain type of client work or perhaps for you it's your approach to marketing that you want to change or the way your working week is currently built. Your hell no list is everything that's no longer worth it to you in the pursuit of your business goals. The things that drain and deplete you, that take you away from the work and life you want for yourself my hell no list is thankfully very very small these days because I've had so many years now of really simplifying my business and aligning it with how I want to be working each week right now in this season on my hell no list is just continuing to honor the fact that I don't want to take on more client work than I have the energetic capacity for I don't want to feel any pressure to embrace approaches to marketing that don't feel aligned for me I just want to keep doing business in a way that feels true for me and then on the flip side our next question is what's on your hell yes list So our hell yes list helps us to identify the areas in our business that lights us up and brings us joy and also any areas we want to prioritize more space and time for too. So my hell yes list looks like continuing to do beautiful work with my awesome clients, developing and delivering group offerings that feel deeply supportive and fun, bringing content to life that I enjoy creating and that resonates with my hell yes people and giving myself a mission encouragement to just show up as myself and let that be more than enough in my work. And then question number eight is what would your simple and spacious work week look like? So this is where I like to get super specific on how we want to spend our weeks and our days in our business. All the previous questions are going to help inform this, but I find it super helpful to dive deeper into what we want our working weeks to actually look like. This has been, this intention with my working week has been one of the key pieces for me for not only visualizing how my business actually look and feel but then making sure every other decision I'm making my business is serving that and then also having a guide each week to make sure I know how I want to be navigating them okay as an example to help you kind of visualize this here is what my simple and spacious work week currently looks like so Mondays I do two to three hours of work this is usually where I focus on content creation like this podcast my weekly letters developing content and resources for my group offerings and I also catch up with my clients over email at the start of the week then Tuesdays is my client day I usually do three calls a day at the moment but my plan is to reduce this to two later this year Wednesdays I take the day off and so I'm just you know I'm just being a mum on that day you know Mondays I'm doing a couple to two to three hours I'm usually doing that in the morning and then I'm you know resting my mum's usually here on Mondays we're really lucky we have a lot of childcare support for my mum so she's often with my son me and my husband get our work done and then we have family time or if my mum's still here we get to just chill out or get on top of the house and then Tuesdays I do calls so I do calls in the afternoon so I have the morning to be with my kid and then I chill out when I'm done Wednesdays I take the day off so I'm just you know I'm just being a mum on that day really and then Thursdays is the day that's in flux so Thursdays is a bit of my question mark day because it can shift week to week 
So I either do an hour or two of emails and content creation. So it kind of looks like a Monday, but maybe not as much hours as I do on the Monday. Or at the moment, I occasionally have some client calls on Thursdays. I've had some clients carry over from last year. And I also have quarterly clients who get fit into schedule too. So I say once or twice a month at the moment, I've got a Thursday open. Um, That's going to end probably by the summer. So this is kind of a bit temporary with the Thursdays open at the moment, but that is currently what some of them look like. Or sometimes I'll just zero my inbox because Thursday is one of the days I like to check in with my clients over email if they've got in touch. And then I just take the rest of the day off to just, you know, be a mum and be with my kid and be a human outside of my business. Um, it kind of depends on what needs to get done that day. And then Fridays are kind of the same as Wednesdays. I take the day off. Now, sometimes during my son's nap on my days off, I might get a little work done if something needs doing or if I have a spark of an idea. But on the whole, I do like to try and savor that quiet time for some rest, which I'm sure fellow parents will understand. But I do have that flexibility throughout the week to fit in some work on my days off if I have something I want or need to get done. But I would say on the whole, I don't because well, this is why I built my business. I built my business like this so that I could be with my son for a lot of the week so that I could rest, so that I could just live my life. So, but it's, it's available to me if I need it. Or if say, for example, on a Monday, I'm not feeling well. So I'll push something to get done on a Wednesday during my son's nap or something like that. On the whole, my work week is exactly how I want it to be. I feel so lucky saying this and looking over this. I'm so grateful that I've had the ability to build this place in my business especially the weeks right now where it's only clients on a Tuesday that's when my week feels pretty perfect in many ways and those occasional Thursdays like I said they're only for the next few months so it's absolutely fine I always love diving deep with my clients and it's not a permanent fixture in my calendar the plan to move to two client calls a day instead of three that's probably just going to create a little bit more space and flexibility in my schedule and then you know I'm taking three months off this summer from client work that's something new I've built into my schedule I'm still taking the same amount of weeks take off a year usually I take 18 to 20 weeks off this year I'm still taking around the same but I've condensed usually I take all of July off from my in my business but this year I've kind of condensed it so I'm taking I think 12 weeks off over the summer months which is going to feel so deeply spacious so that's 12 weeks off from client work I'll still be doing other things like my group program and like a little bit of content but I probably will take a month or two off from content deadlines too but yes I'm really looking forward to that so yeah I feel really lucky that this is my working week and this is the way I've been able to build my business and you may have a wildly different version of your ideal work week than me. You might have more seasonal projects or different types of rhythms and routines, or you might want to work more hours than me or less hours than me. My encouragement here is just to carve out some time to visualize what a working week that feels simple and spacious would look like for you. And, you know, you might, it might tweak and it might change. You know, before I had my son, I think I said this in the last episode, before I had my son, I thought I knew exactly what I want my working week to look like. Then I had my son. <laughs> And it changed because, you know, I now have this massive thing in my life that asks everything of me and then everything again, you know, motherhood and parenthood, it's it's all, it asks everything of you and that's changing. So I mean, I know for me as a family, if we want to try and have a second child at some point, that's going to ask even more and that's probably the thing guiding some of the shifts I want to make in my business, knowing now what it means to be a parent and what our family, our hopes for our family in the long run, all that stuff. But yeah, that's probably another topic for another episode one day. Okay, our second to last question is who are your lighthouses? And you're like, Jen, what is my lighthouse? What are you talking about? Your lighthouses are the people who inspire you in your business, who illuminate what you hope can be possible and who feel aligned with your values and your approach to your work. So they're the people who you feel encouraged by and who have built their business in a way that models what you want to build too. They're the people that when you're scrolling Instagram, you're like, yeah, I really resonate with how you're sharing your days or your business philosophy or your business approach. Like you keep them in mind when you think, wait, could this be possible for me too? 
And you don't want to copy their business. Instead, they are just an encouraging light in your journey that reminds you what could be possible for you along the way. And you might find it hard to find many examples that really resonate with you. For me, I've only have two consistent ones over the years that I come back to as people who run their business in a way that truly resonates for me. The first one is Alexandra Franza, and I've used her as an example many years in many of my past podcasts. So you may already know this one about me. And then Jason and Caroline from Wandering Ainsley too. I really love and I'm inspired by the way they run and build their business. And you can have mini lighthouses too. So these are people who might inspire you in specific ways in their business. So you might love the way that they blend family life and business or the way they do their content or some of their offerings but not everything in their business resonates with you but they can be like a little mini lighthouse and then finally our last question what is the gap between where you are now and where you want to be in your business so your enough number your ideal work week how you want to be spending your working hours what a simple and spacious business looks and feels like for you what's the difference between being there and being where you are now and maybe you're very almost there I mean I would say in this season of my life I'm like 99.999% there the days I don't feel there are just the days mostly when either I'm having a really bad flare of my chronic illness and I just everything feels hard or you know when my son's unwell the bug or he's having a sleep regression I'm not sleeping and everything feels hard but I think I think honestly with those circumstances anything would feel hard not sleeping isn't easy like having chronic illness flare isn't easy being a parent isn't always easy so you know I am pretty much 99% there for me it's just like oh I would love at this stage in my life to move to my enough to thrive number so I can save a bit more for the future and retirement and buying a home and all those things but yeah you you might already be very much close there and just a few tiny tweaks you want to make you know for me when I think about it the big thing on my mind is if we have a second kid you know if we're able to if you know my story we conceived our son through IVF I have some fertility issues so it's not a sure thing for us if we're going to have a second kid but if we choose to and we're ready to and if we're able to I know that's going to be the thing that radically changes my business again Um, and that's where I know some significant more significant shifts will need to be made so that's the thing really that keeps in mind for me so you might be like me you might feel in this season that you are 99.9% there and really the hard days would be hard either way because it's just life being hard but you know the tweaks you want to make are for some future life seasons that you'll be in maybe the same for you it's family planning or because you want to be able to write a book in the future or whatever it is for you or perhaps you are currently looking at everything you've explored as we've gone through these questions and there are some massive changes you want to make to get to that place some big growth you want to facilitate in your work wherever you are that's okay I've been like wherever you are the entire spectrum of it I've been the entire place in my business I've been starting out you know wondering how I'm going to even pay the bills to paying the bills what really burned out to the place where I am now where I have this like radical simplicity and spaciousness it's okay to be wherever you are but knowing where you want to be and how you want your business to function and fit into your life is the most important first step that's why I've done this episode with these 10 questions because I hope it's given you just a little bit of space if it feels right for you to do so in the season to just dive deep into wait what would a simple and spacious business actually look and feel like for me because it isn't built by accident I haven't built this simple and spacious business by accident it hasn't just happened by being in business long enough that my business just became this it's been built with deep intention one brave tiny step at a time and this has been so true for all of my clients too and yet in the upcoming episodes of this show and even deeper through the group program that I'll be launching in the spring and I'll share more of that with you in the months to come I am here to support you and share guidance and exercises and all the lessons I've learned to walk this journey with you every step of the way so if you right now 
are like staring at this massive gap between where you are now and where you want to be that's okay everyone who's where they want to be has been where you are you've probably already made more progress than you think you have and you've got a foundation to be working with but knowing what you want and why you want it and what you want it to look like that's the most powerful thing you can do right now because then you can reverse engineer it and actually figure out the next steps to move you forward towards that space and you know and if you're in a place where you're like oh I'm pretty much there then that's awesome that just gives you a chance to say how can I soak up what I've got or if I'm almost there what are the few tweaks I need to make to get there or perhaps like me you'll know that there might be a future seasons where there's some changes you want to put in place now to support those future seasons if they come to be because you are allowed to want a business that truly works best for you this is the thing I sit with my clients and all the time they are allowed to want a business that works best for them and I've had to sit with it myself too I'm allowed a business that works best for me we're allowed a business that gives us space to live the life we want to live alongside it that feels simple and spacious each day even on the hard days maybe even especially on the hard days you know on the hard days where I am exhausted because my son is like having a sleep regression or just didn't sleep because babies and toddlers don't always sleep that well when he's under the weather and needs me more than usual or when I'm having a really rough time with my health I'm so grateful for my business in those seasons because it holds me it's the simplicity and spaciousness at the heart of it is basically something that supports me to thrive as a human being within it so we know we don't just want our business to be there for us on the good days it also can be something that supports us through the hard seasons too because we all navigate hard seasons and I am right here with you figuring this out each day too and I hope this podcast can just be a supportive tiny part of your journey along the way okay so much stuff for you to dive into there I'm so looking forward to diving in more together next week. And until then, I hope you have a joyful day ahead.